Unlock your Bible. Discover the true meaning of life. Learn the cause of world problems and the astounding solution. Prove for yourself what the future holds. In the Trumpet Literature Library, you will find answers to life's most important questions. Explore these vital titles on Trumpet Bookshelf. Welcome to Trumpet Bookshelf. I'm Grant Turgeon. Your Bible describes Satan the devil being cast down twice. Two times Satan tried to overthrow God and God struck him down. Luke 10 verse 18 has the words of Jesus Christ saying, I beheld Satan as lightning fall from heaven. Who knows how long ago this took place, probably millions and millions of years, long before the creation of mankind. Satan used to be Lucifer. He was in charge of a third of all the angels over the earth. And he was trusted to set up God's government there. If he had succeeded, he would have received a lot more responsibility in the universe as well. Yet he failed. He became vain and lawless. And he convinced all the angels with him, probably many millions of them, to rebel also. And the results were catastrophic. You can see Revelation 12, verse 4, and his tail drew the third part of the stars of heaven and did cast them to the earth. That's an indication that Satan led a third of the angels or a third of the stars of heaven, and he cast them down. He turned them to rebellion. He led them to try to overthrow God, and then God cast all of them down too. That was the first time when Satan went from ruling over earth to trying to unseat God as the ruler of the universe. But notice the second time it happened, it's a little bit different. Revelation 12, starting in verse 7, And there was war in heaven. Michael and his angels fought against the dragon. And the dragon fought and his angels. Now, in my opinion, it's very entertaining and fascinating to think about the concept of angels and demons fighting against each other. This is taking place here on earth all the time today. And those are some mighty spiritual battles. If only we could see, we would be overwhelmed by what is going on in the spirit realm all around us. Continuing here, Revelation 12, verse 8, and prevailed not, neither was their place found anymore in heaven. So when Satan and the demons rebelled the second time and they tried to overthrow God a second time, there was no place left for them in all the universe. They were no longer allowed to roam the universe. They were cast down to the earth. Notice verse 9, And the great dragon was cast out, that old serpent called the devil and Satan, who deceives the whole world. He was cast out into the earth, and his angels were cast out with him. This time, 
Satan and the demons are stuck here. There's no place out there in the heavens for them to roam anymore. We can learn a lot about when exactly this took place, this second failed overthrow attempt, by just looking at the world around us and what has happened in recent years. Your Bible gives indication of the timing of all this as well. In 2 Thessalonians chapter 2, it describes a rebellion in God's own church. And it talks about one man holding back this entire rebellion. As long as this one man was alive, the rebellion had to stay underground. 2 Thessalonians 7, it's talking about the mystery of iniquity or the mystery of lawlessness. It says, for the mystery of iniquity does already work. Only he who now restrains, it should read, only he who now restrains will restrain until he be taken out of the way. We can prove to you that the man who restrained this church rebellion was Herbert W. Armstrong. And yet God allowed him to die on January 16th, 1986. And notice what happened right after Mr. Armstrong died. 2 Thessalonians 2 verse 8. And then shall that wicked, capital W, be revealed, whom the Lord shall consume with the spirit of his mouth and shall destroy with the brightness of his coming. So this is talking about Satan and the man Satan used to destroy God's church. But you see, it becomes very obvious how involved Satan was in destroying God's church only after Mr. Armstrong died. It was undercover, then Mr. Armstrong died, then it was out in the open, and you could see evidence of Satan and millions of demons directing all their rage at God's own church, the worldwide church of God. And God's church is always Satan's number one target. We can see this back in Revelation chapter 12. Verse 13 says, And when the dragon saw that he was cast unto the earth, he persecuted the woman who brought forth the man-child. So, a woman in the Bible symbolizes a church. In this passage, it's talking about God's one true church. Satan is cast down and confined to the earth after Mr. Armstrong's death, and he immediately turns his wrath upon God's church, upon the worldwide church of God that God used Mr. Armstrong to establish. This was a devastating attack. He used a man inside God's own church to betray God, to betray Mr. Armstrong after he was already dead and couldn't do anything to stop it anymore. Back here in 2 Thessalonians 2, 
It's it, This is an end time prophecy. You can see this starting in verse 1. Now we beseech you, brethren, by the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ and by our gathering together unto him. Verse 2. That you be not soon shaken in mind or be troubled, neither by spirit nor by word, nor by letter as from us. That's talking about people writing letters to the brethren, pretending to be Paul or any other true minister. These are counterfeit letters as that the day of Christ is at hand. Verse 3, let no man deceive you by any means, for that day shall not come the second coming of Christ, except there come a falling away first. And that man of sin be revealed, the son of perdition or destruction, it could read. So for Christ to return, there had to be a mass rebellion, a great falling away in God's own church first. This is a major sign that Christ is about to return. And we see here Satan is using one man, a man of sin, a son of destruction, a name also used for Judas, inside God's own church, destroying everything. Verse 4, who opposes and exalts himself above all that is called God or that is worshipped, so, the, so that he as God sits in the temple of God, showing himself that he is God. This man is pretending to be God. He is that arrogant that he thinks he is God. Right after Mr. Armstrong died, the leadership in that church tore everything apart. And one of those leaders specifically can be identified as the man of sin. You can request Mr. Gerald Flurry's free book, Malachi's Message, at thetrumpet.com to discover and prove who the man of sin is. God does get specific. He does name names. He attaches specific personalities to specific Bible prophecies. This man of sin tore down every foundational doctrine one by one very quickly after Mr. Armstrong died. And even before Mr. Armstrong died, they were subtly making changes to different books and booklets Mr. Armstrong wrote. They were getting everything moving toward this great falling away. And so one thing you'll notice here Whenever Satan attacks, it doesn't really seem to make a whole lot of logical sense. Why? Why would a man in God's church tear everything apart? What would be the purpose of that? A sound-minded, reasonable person who disagrees with doctrines in a church would just leave and maybe attend a church that does preach what he believes. But only a man under the sway of the devil and possessed by the devil 
would try to destroy a church that he disagrees with. That's what this man of sin did. It's not enough to disagree and go their own way. They had to tear apart God's own church. The church where God used Mr. Armstrong to restore all foundational biblical doctrines and to restore God's government and God's law. And this man of sin came along and wrecked it. It doesn't make sense why, but he did it anyway. We can look at Daniel chapter 8 and see that this is a historical pattern. This keeps happening over and over in various ways. The entire Bible is a book about Israel. Maybe people think that's unfair. But when we truly understand God's plan, we realize that all mankind will eventually become Israel. So really, the Bible is a book about all of us. It's a book for all of us. It includes the future and the potential of all of us. And yet, there is a, an evil spirit being out there who wants to destroy Israel. That could be referring to God's church. Spiritual Israel is God's church. Or it could be talking about physical Israel. Nations descended from ancient Israel. You can request our free book, The United States and Britain in Prophecy, written by Mr. Armstrong at thetrumpet.com. And you can prove the descendants of ancient Israel, where they are today, mainly America and Britain, also the Jewish nation. But Satan wants to destroy Israel, wherever Israel may be, whether it's God's church or nations of Israel or just mankind in general, since we're all going to become Israel at some point anyway. But notice just quickly here before we get into Daniel 8, 2 Kings 14 verse 27, it says, And the Lord said not that he would blot out the name of Israel from under heaven. Obviously, it is not God's goal to blot out Israel if he gave us a book, the Holy Bible, that is all about Israel. God has to fight against Satan the devil because Satan's goal is to blot out Israel. And you know what? He always uses the same blueprint. Here's what Mr. Flurry wrote in America Under Attack on page 153. We now know that Satan used the same strategy to weaken physical Israel. So this is talking about the strategy that was used in God's own church being used in the nations of Israel as well. One man inside the church at the very top, hijacking it and bringing it down. 
And then Satan does the same thing. He uses one man within the strongest nation of Israel, which is America, a man at the very top bringing down this country. It says here on page 153 of America Under Attack, the highest office in the world's number one superpower is a big target for Satan. It's not the first target because as we've seen in Revelation 12, the first target is God's church. But the physical nations of Israel are up next. Here in Daniel 8, it says, And out of one of them came forth a little horn, which waxed exceeding great toward the south and toward the east and toward the pleasant land. This is commonly understood to be referring to Antiochus Epiphanes. In 176 BC, he attempted to exterminate the Jews. There was really no good reason for this Seleucid leader to do so. The Jews hadn't really done anything wrong to him. And yet he raided, he sacked the city, he desecrated the temple, setting up a pagan idol there and offering pigs as sacrifices there. He killed as many Jews as he possibly could. But beyond that, he tried to eliminate their faith in God. Again, no logical, sound-minded reason for such an attack. This is how it always is when Satan attacks Israel. It doesn't make sense. Logically, Satan has so much rage we can't just understand it by looking at it logically. We can't relate to the way that Satan's man would attack. Now, Daniel 8 verse 17 shows that this entire chapter is for the end time. So, yes, there was an Antiochus anciently, but there's also... End time Antiochus types, three of them in this end time. Daniel 8 describes two of them directly, and really three of them in a way. Notice here, Daniel 8, starting in verse 10. And it waxed great even to the host of heaven, and it cast down some of the host of the stars to the ground and stamped upon them. So again, that sounds a lot like the devil and the way that he flipped the angels under him to rebel. Yes, he magnified himself even to the prince of the host, and by him the daily was taken away, and the place of his sanctuary was cast down, and a host or a demon army was given him against the daily by reason of transgression, and it cast down the truth to the ground, and it practiced and prospered. A demon army ruined God's church in this end time. A demon army is ruining 
America today. You can prove who the political Antiochus is here in America. A man who fundamentally transformed the United States. A man with contempt for the Constitution, the supreme law of the land who was president for eight years, and yet you couldn't name one thing he ever did to benefit and help his own nation. A traitor from within. America Under Attack will tell you all about this. This is for free at thetrumpet.com. Get yourself a copy. Study this. Understand why America is declining so quickly. The truth is being cast down in America today. America is being stomped on today by an Antiochus. Even though he's no longer in office, he still is in power behind the scenes. Notice Daniel 8. This is describing another Antiochus. So you have a destroyer within God's church, a destroyer within America. But America hasn't been completely destroyed yet. That's what the third Antiochus type in this end time will accomplish. Daniel chapter 8, verse 23. And in the latter time of their kingdom, when the transgressors are come to the full, a king of fierce countenance and understanding dark sentences shall stand up. Verse 24, and his power shall be mighty, but not by his own power. His power doesn't come from him. It's from the devil. And he shall destroy wonderfully and shall prosper and practice and shall destroy the mighty and the holy people. Verse 25, and through his policy also he shall cause craft to prosper in his hand. And he shall magnify himself in his heart, and by peace shall destroy many. This is talking about an Antiochus leading the seventh and final resurrection of the Holy Roman Empire. This deadly church-state combine that has plagued the world throughout history. It's coming back one more time. It will be led by Germany and the Roman Catholic Church. We have a lot of material to prove this to you at thetrumpet.com as well. But three Antiochuses, three destroyers. We've already seen two of them. The third one is on the way. But notice the good news. End of verse 25 here. He shall also stand up against the prince of princes, but he shall be broken without hand. This Holy Roman Empire leader will try to take on Christ himself at his second coming and it won't go well for him. And there will never again be another Antiochus after that one. That's what we had to look forward to. But what a blessing to understand these Antiochuses, these three destroyers and why they exist. It's all because our people have sinned And the only solution is to turn back to God. Only God can deliver us from all this destruction. 
Thanks so much for listening today. I'm Grant Turgeon. This has been Trumpet Bookshelf. You've been listening to Trumpet Bookshelf. Please email your thoughts to comments at kpcg.fm. Listen for new episodes every Friday at 10 a.m. Central Time.